Hey guys, welcome to the Heart to Heart podcast. Bernadette Jones here. And today I want to talk to you guys about really just topic of do you love me? And not talking about this from, you know, people to people or, you know, you wondering if your significant other or your spouse loves you. This is your love for God, your love for Jesus. And because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I love the Lord. I mean, people say it all the time. I'm a Christian. I, oh, I love God, you know, da, da, da. but based on scripture, do you really like the way Jesus says that we show that we love him? Is that how, how is that? Do we really, are we loving that way? You know, are we showing we love God um, through that way? Because like I said, people are so quick to say they love the Lord, yet they live in sin, unforgiveness. I mean, that alone, like you live in sin. You can't love God and live in sin at the same time. You know, that's not, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you know, live with unforgiveness and say you love God. You know, or they, um, or they'll, they'll drink or, you know, they don't go to church, they curse, they hate, and the list goes on. So it's like, I can't sit here and say, oh, I love, I love the Lord, but I curse like a sailor. Or I love the Lord, but I hate my brother. Or I hate people. You can't hate and love the people that God loves. Like, it doesn't work. I can't hate my brother, but then say I love God. Because God, God loves him. I can't hate those that God loves. That that doesn't work. Um, but Jesus says, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. He says, if you really love me, that's the Amplified Version. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. Well, where do you find his commandments? And it's not the Ten Commandments. It's, there's there's different commandments in the Bible. Um, and there's different things that God tells us to do. One of those is forgiving. So, you know, do we forgive? So, you know, I can't say I love God, but I'm not, you know, doing what he says to do. So that's the first thing right there. Am I keeping his commandments? And if the answer is no... Well, then I obviously don't love God. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, well, how can you say that? I didn't. Jesus did. And that's John, uh, John 14, 15, John 14, uh, 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I said, the Amplified says, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. The New Living Translation, if you love me, obey my commandments. I mean, it's just that simple. This is Jesus. says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Lord are his commandments. Like I say, it's not the Ten Commandments. Because even within the Ten Commandments, the first five deal with your relationship with God. The second five deal with your relationship with people. And that's summed up in the New Testament. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and your, all your might. Love your neighbor as yourself. That, that, that right there that right there so am I, I I'd say I love God but am I loving my neighbor as myself that that's a commandment that's not a suggestion that's a commandment it says forgive that's not a suggestion that's a commandment 
just because it's not laid out, these are the Ten Commandments and this is what we're supposed to do, doesn't mean it's not a commandment. If it came out of God's mouth that this is what how we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to do, like when he says fear not, that's a commandment. That's not a suggestion. He's not suggesting us not to fear. He's telling us not to fear. He even says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So that's a spirit he hasn't given you, so he's going to tell you not to fear. And what do we do? Just do it afraid. Just do it afraid. It's okay. It's okay to have a little fear. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, fear not. Several times. There are several scriptures where in the Old and New Testament where it says, fear not. Do not be afraid. <clears throat> and he's... <clears throat> Excuse me, like I said, he's not referring to just the commandments, it's all of them. He's referring to all of them listed in the old, you know, in the old and new. It said, Love the Lord, you know, I mentioned before, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. Love your neighbor as yourself. We keep his commandments out of love and reverence, not out of fear. You know, the scriptures say, you see where it says, fear the Lord. That's not being afraid of him. It's a reverence. It's having a reverence and a respect for God. And we keep his commands because of that, because we love him and we reverence him. Like he created us. He sent his son to die for us so we can have a relationship with him. Like think about that sacrifice. I know we just had what resurrection Sunday a few weeks ago and it's so easy. We forget like my church had a movie night and we watched, um, passion of the Christ. And it's a great reminder, not just around, you know, Resurrection Sunday, but any time to remember what Jesus went through for you. Like when you see him being beaten. And yes, you know, we're like, oh, well, that's a movie. No, but he really went through that. He was really beaten, probably worse than what they're showing on screen. He really had a crown of thorns on his head. He really had nails driven through his hands. He really had his side pierced for you. So you could have a relationship with him. So you have the freedom to have a relationship with him. You realize Old Testament saints didn't, didn't, they didn't have that. It wasn't until the New Testament that people had the Holy Spirit. You know, that they had that relationship where they didn't have to go to the temple and make a sacrifice. They could literally just go to God themselves in prayer. And have that relationship with him. And when we say, you know, we always tell people or people say, you know, when they um, become believers, oh, I gave my life to Christ. But did you? Because if I gave him my life, it's not my will anymore. It's not, I don't want to forgive them. I don't want to love them. It, that, that, that's not even, no. Because everything we do, we do through the power of the Holy Spirit. So even when he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He does not expect us to keep his commandments within our own strength. We can't. There's no way I could love people in my own strength. There's no way I could forgive people, freely forgive, not hold a grudge in my own strength. There is no way. Everything that he commands, I can, there's no way I can not, not fear within my own strength. Because my flesh 
wants to fear. But I know Jesus said, fear not. So, okay, I'm going to rebuke that fear because fear is a spirit. So by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me, I'm going to rebuke fear and I'm going to obey the commandment of fear. Not because people think fear is not a big deal. Well, let's go back to Job. I know people like to talk about Job all the time. But the part that they miss about Job is Job 325, where Job says, the thing I greatly feared came upon me. So fear opens the door to Satan. Satan operates in fear. So when you fear, you're opening the door to the devil and God knows that, which is why he tells us not to fear. He's doing it to protect us because he loves us. So he's just not saying these things to be controlling. Yes, there are rules to the kingdom and there are there are rules to any kingdom on how to live, but it's how to live safely. It's how to be successful, how to live in this life. Because we've never lived in the kingdom of God before. It's like when we were born, we've never been here before. We have to be taught how to speak, taught how to walk, taught how to feed ourselves. Well, spiritually, we have to learn when we get born again. Spiritually, we have to learn how to talk. Spiritually, we have to learn how to walk. Spiritually, which is how we live our lives. Spiritually, we have to learn how to feed ourselves, which is on the word. And even even in the natural, we are taught what it looks like to love. We are taught what hate looks like. So when his word says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's what our love for God looks like. It's keeping his commandments. And that's how you can judge, okay, what do I really love God? Like, am I really keeping his command? Am I really keeping his word? Am I really, really doing this? The way I'm supposed to, not half-heartedly, because a lot of people say, well, I go to church and I read my Bible. Okay, that's great. But are you obedient to what the word says? Because even once you know you're held accountable, you're held accountable for what you know. And if you're not doing what you know to do, you're deceiving yourself. Because, and I think it is in, I think it's in James. I wasn't planning on bringing this up, um, but it was, it just came to me. I think it's in James where it says, be hearers of the word and not doers. I mean, be doers of the word, I'm sorry, and not hearers only, thereby deceiving yourself. Look this up real quick. So I said it was not, um, I was not something that I was planning on saying. But I really feel like that isn't James. So I remember studying that not too long ago. Yeah, it's James 1, uh, verse 22. So James here says, you know, because people be like, oh, well, I go to church. That, that's great. But are you, obeying, are you obeying the word? It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So if you're only hearing the word, but you're not doing the word, you're deceiving yourself. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, but prove yourself, prove yourselves, doers of the word, actively and continually, continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners who hear the word, but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. 
So even here in James, we say be doers of the word, be obedient. And that's how we show our love, our love for God. By keeping his commandments. And it's not a controlling thing because, yes, we absolutely do have free will. Um, But even if you think of, if you think of a marriage and your vows in your marriage, think of what you vowed to do. And I know people, you know, write their own vows. Um, But, you know, people say to love, honor, obey, all of that. But we don't look at those as rules. We don't look at those as being controlling. Because you made a choice. You chose to love this person. You chose to honor this person and obey this person. But the one who died for you... We think it's so hard to just... Do what he's asking us to do. Do what he's... I'm sorry, not even asking, telling us to do. Because he's our king. He's our lord. He's our savior. So... To not do what your king is telling you to do. What your Lord is telling you to do. What your savior, the one who died for you. Gave up everything for you. Went through a horrible death. You wouldn't have even survived for you. While you were still his enemy. But yet the devil will tell you. Now it's okay to fear. And he'll heals people to do it. He'll people do it. They'll say the complete opposite of what God says. Oh, it's okay to fear. Man, I'm going to forgive, but I ain't going to forget. There is no way you can forgive somebody 70 times 7, one person in a single day, 490, and not forget. Like, you just, Jesus forgot. He forgets what you do when you repent. Imagine if Jesus remembered everything that you did. He doesn't. When you repent, like, sincerely repent, He forgives you, and he remembers it no more. And we're supposed to be his children, so children imitate their parents. If I'm a child of God, then I imitate God. Why? Because I love him, and I want to be like him. He's my parent. What what child doesn't want to emulate their parent? Especially a good father. So even when we really think about it, If we love him, man, keeping his commandments is nothing. Like, it's a joy to do that. And it's not hard. It's literally, this is how we live by faith. This is how we live as a believer. And because, and it's interesting that people will say living right is hard. Well, says who? Where did that come from? It came from the devil. It's a way to deceive you. Because it's interesting, people say living for God is hard, but living for the devil is easy. People never want to like really or even think about or realize that when you say living for God is hard, you're really saying living for the devil is easy. It's not so nice and pretty when you when you think about it that way. And I know people don't. Um, So you're literally saying living for the devil is easy, but living for God is hard. So, of course, the devil wants you to believe that, but he's not going to show you the flip end of what you're really saying. But. You realize Satan actually has seen heaven. Like he got kicked out. So he knows everything that God has for you on that side of it. Like he knows what heaven looks like. He's been in the presence of God. He knows. So he wants to separate you. And he's going to 
the way for him to separate you is to get you to think that living for God is hard. But people never really challenge. How about living for the devil is hard? Because Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So why don't people say living for the devil is hard? But living for God is easy. Because again, I think most people approach it with, they try to do it within their own strength. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is the only way that we can obey the commandments of God. That is the only way. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'd encourage you, you know, just take a minute and be like, okay. Because I, I, I said, people say we love God. Oh, I love God. I love God. I love God. Are you keeping his commandments? Well, no, then you can't say that you love him. And again, like I said, that's not me saying it. That is not me saying it. That is scripture. Scripture says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And it says, if we're only just hearers of the word and not doers, we're deceiving ourselves. So, I would encourage y'all, um, kind of examine yourself on that. You know, if you say you love God and you say you're a believer, be like, okay, but am I am I doing what the Bible says? Am I, am I living this way? Am I being obedient to the word um, and showing God I love him through obedience? That I reverence him through obedience? You know, you loved your parents, you listened to your natural parents. So, why is listening to your heavenly father so hard or why do you make it so hard and most of the time it's because we try to do things in our own strength or we think we're going to lose out on something not knowing or not realizing God has the best for you Satan's the one who wants to keep you from it now he's going to show you something shiny and glittery and sparkly and we're like oh that's so pretty and God's like I got like gold over here for you but you want what's fake Satan's not going to tell you it's fake. He's going to make it look pretty. So, I said, I just want y'all to um, just take a minute, take some time, think about that, pray about it. Um, you know, repent where you need to repent if, if you know, if needed. Um, and then just take uh, a scripture at a time. It doesn't have to be all of it at one time. Don't overwhelm yourself. And you're not going to do it if you try to do it all at one time. You're going to set yourself up to fail. So even if it's taking one scripture a week. Um, my my first lady mentioned this one time. In a, on a Wednesday night Bible study. And she was like, just take one scripture. And she says, however long it takes for you to walk that one scripture out. She said, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month. She's like, you just focus on walking that one out. And so one, uh, one, one that... Um, I chose was rejoice in the Lord always. And so there were times I could be hit with something. And I remember I, do, I was, I was surely something came up. Um, and it was a financial thing. And I said, mm -mm, nope. And it happened while I was at work. And I just stepped in the back for him and actually went to the bathroom. <laughs> I had myself in the bathroom. And I just rejoiced. And I was like, because as soon as you start to to walk out the scripture, Satan is going to come against you. He, he's going to bring things up. And it's been... Because he, he, he wants to challenge you on it. Because he knows 
again, he, he, he knows he's defeated. He knows he's defeated. And he knows if you start walking in the spirit and you start walking in the word and you start doing what the word says and you start realizing all these things and start walking in the reality of everything that God says, he knows you're going to live a victorious life. He knows you're going to get, you know, God's best for your life. When you start living out the purpose and plan that God has for you because yes God does have a purpose and he does have a plan and it is good and his plans for you are good and he is a good father he is only good like when you start walking in that then that's something Satan doesn't want you to start walking in so he's gonna fight you on it and he's gonna bring obstacles and he's gonna try to stop you because when you start doing that you start going against his kingdom and that's not something that he wants so of course as an enemy of God, because as a believer, you are, I mean, sorry, not, uh, Satan is an enemy of God. Um, and as a believer, you are Satan's enemy. So of course he's going to fight you when you start walking in the word. I mean, he fought the apostles. We have that in scripture. We have plenty of examples of apostles and even believers, Christians who were persecuted for, for what they did. And not just, and I'm not talking about, oh, you got talked about like, People were killed for their faith. So the fact that we have the freedom here in America to believe and, you know, to go to church and to freely read the Bible and to freely live as a believer. That's, you know, that's a, that's a great thing. And I think sometimes we take that for granted not realizing that there are people in other countries who are dying for their faith and being persecuted in a way that Americans here don't know and may never know, or at least not until the, the tribulation. Um, but I said, I just really wanted to, to challenge y'all with that is do you, do you love God? You know, do you love Jesus? You know, we all say we do, and it's just mouth service, I think, most of the time. Um, or a lot of the time. It's just, we just say it to be saying it. Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And we say it in church. But is our life a reflection that we love Jesus? I, and I even out to earlier, like, if you get married, you, you make those vows and the commitment. You just don't say that at the house and act committed like you're at the house. It, in your life. You're not out with other people, you know, messing around with other people. Um, committing adultery in your relationship because you are committed to that person. That person committed their life to you. You committed their life to them. It's the same thing as a believer. You commit your life to Christ. Okay, so how does this relationship look? How do I show Christ that I love him? How do I show God that I love him? Simple. Keep his commitments. That's it. Just keep his commitments. Um... But that's all I got for y'all today. So that, I just, that was something that I just really wanted to, uh, I guess, challenge us on in regards to to our walk, you know, with God as far as, you know, is my life showing that I love God? Am I, you know, being obedient to him and his word and, and what his word says? So, I said, that's all I got for y'all. So I will see you on the next podcast.